0: Hello, and welcome to another story about the Peters family. The title of this week's story is Penelope Praises the Lord from Her Heart. As we almost always do, we've included a hymn title or a line from a hymn in this week's story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywinds at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. This week, siblings Oliver, Vera, and Henley from Stormville, New York, were our winners. They sent in the answer of, Take My Life and Let It Be, from the story, The Peters Family's Last Summer Adventure. So let's give them a cheer! All right, here we go with this week's story. Penelope praises the Lord from her heart. Sunday morning and getting ready for church was always a hectic but organized bustle of activity. Mama Peters usually laid out the children's clothes on Saturday night so that everyone could rise early and get dressed quickly. The twins, Patience and Priscilla Peters, couldn't get dressed on their own, since they were just toddlers, but their older sister Penelope, who was a huge help around the house, was usually able to change their morning diapers and put on their clothes before Mama Peters even walked into the bedroom each morning. For this Lord's Day, Mama Peters had chosen some fancy Sunday-go-meeting clothes, she had laid out two sleeveless black frilly dresses with fluffy lace skirts. Penelope got Patience up first because ironically, Priscilla proved to be more Patience than Patience in waiting to get out of bed. If Penelope didn't get Patience up first, Penelope would have to listen to Patience whining, which she would begin to do the moment she awakened. Patience loved playing with her little Miss Molly dolls. So the moment she awakened, she wanted to get up. Priscilla, on the other hand, would remain lying down playing with her feet or her stuffed animal and contentedly chatting after getting patience dressed penelope grabbed priscilla who was smiling and laughing as penelope tickled her patience was happily playing with little miss molly on the floor when mama peters finally walked in halfway into priscilla's changing good morning ladies is everyone just about ready for church thanks nellie for getting them dressed it's always so sweet of you to be such a good helper you're welcome mama peters Wow, it smells good. Did you make a big breakfast this morning? It was unusual for Mama Peter's to make a big breakfast before church on Sundays. Normally, the family would eat just a quick breakfast of cereal so they could get out the door to church. But Penelope could smell the drifting aroma of sausage as it made its way from the kitchen downstairs. I didn't make a big breakfast, but I did make breakfast burritos last night and put them in the oven this morning. I felt inspired. Ooh! Penelope licked her lips in delighted anticipation of her waiting breakfast. So, Pen, if you want a breakfast burrito, maybe you need to get dressed too, honey. Unless you're planning to wear your PJs to church, Mama Peters teased. She handed Penelope the blue dress with white stripes that she picked out for her the night before. Penelope quickly got dressed and stood still as Mama Peters began to run the brush through her hair. For as long as Penelope could remember, Mama Peters had been braiding her hair and she had begun to do the same with Patience and Priscilla's hair. Mamma Peters often remarked, I don't want you girls to look like disheveled messes emerging from a pig pen. Penelope, who loved learning new words, wasn't exactly sure she knew what disheveled meant, but she did know what a pig pen looked like, so she deduced that it meant a hot mess. Last year, while at the county fair, she'd had the opportunity to walk around and see all the animals. They were all relatively clean because they were on display. Except that they stunk to high heaven, she'd strolled by one of the pigs' enclosures where it had been hosed down because of excessive heat. The pig had rolled and frolicked in the muddy mess, and though she was amused by the pig's antics, she was also totally grossed out by it. So when Mama Peters expressed her desire that everyone looked nice and not as though they lived in a pig pen, the imagery of seeing the pig rolling around in the mud at the county fair made Mama's statement come to life for Penelope. She knew for certain. She didn't want to look like a big fat pig, regardless of whether or not it had recently won a prize at the county fair. Mama Peters usually asked Penelope what kind of hairstyle she wanted, and almost without fail, Penelope would ask for inside-out French braids. Mama Peters would oblige, and for the next about six minutes, she would style Penelope's hair into perfectly coiffed, tight braids, parted by a perfectly straight line down the back of her head and Mama Peters always braided almost to the very end, wrapping the bands around tightly in order to keep the style the entire day, no matter the activity. Certainly, it didn't come without a bit of pain, but Penelope's head must have grown some pretty good-sized calluses, because after so many years of brushing and pulling, she never winced. She actually felt that Mama Peters was quite gentle. The twins, whose blonde hair had really taken off and begun to grow, were up next. Even though their strands of hair were still thin, Mama Peters was able to work with it. Using small hair bands, she pigtailed their hair. It almost looked as though they had antennas sprouting from the top of their heads. It was Penelope's job to tie bows around the bands, and this Sunday morning, she chose turquoise bows, noting that it would be a nice pop of color against the black dresses. Mama Peters heartily agreed, and soon, they were all ready for church after a quick breakfast. They walked downstairs to where Daddy Peters was just finishing combing Pearson's hair, Mama Peters began to plate the hot breakfast burritos. Ladies, you look stunning, as always. Daddy Peters hugged each of his daughters. And you look charming and dapper yourself, Daddy Peters, Penelope responded. Charming? Dapper? I am sure I do. Those are great vocabulary words to describe me perfectly. Daddy Peters winked affectionately at his oldest daughter. I heard both the words... From a fairy tale Mrs. Denham read to us in class. It was about Prince Charming. He was super handsome, and he saved his princess from the trap of the monster. Prince Charming was dapper in his appearance. That means he's super handsome, and he said some things that are very neat, so everyone thinks he's charming. And Daddy Peters, you should see the pictures of him. He really is so charming and so dapper. Well, who is more charming and dapper? Prince Charming or me? You, of course. Daddy Peters, don't be silly. But still, Prince Charming has some really nice dimples and blue eyes and really straight white teeth. Oh, wow, Penelope, I didn't realize you cared so much about all of those things, Daddy Peters said, still smiling. Does it mean that he's wonderful because he's so handsome? Well, Prince Charming is wonderful, Daddy Peters. Well, don't forget, sweetie, that being handsome on the outside does not mean anything about your character and who you are on the inside, right? That's so true, Nellie. It's what we always say. While it's extremely important to have good hygiene and try to look your best, it's not so important as having a sweetheart that loves Jesus. Mama Peters was busy folding the napkins by each plate, but had joined the conversation. Oh, I know, Mama Peters. You always say that, and I know it. But why is it even important to look nice, then? Well, God gave us a sense of beauty, I think, and aesthetic taste. In general, ladies especially love dressing up and making themselves look and smell attractive. And there's nothing wrong with that, to an extent. It's part of being feminine. Gentlemen, too, like to put on appropriate clothes and maintain good hygiene as well. That's just being a good steward by taking care of yourself and considerate of those around you. You certainly don't want people pulling away from you because of your stink. Daddy Peters said, drawing out the word stink and adding a hearty P-U. That's true, Daddy Peters, but not everyone is dapper like Prince Charming. Even if they dressed up really nice, that doesn't make them dapper, Penelope answered. I agree, Nellie. God has given people all kinds of unique looks. No two people on earth look exactly the same, which is amazing since there are billions of people. What a creative God we serve. There are combinations of different skin tone and color, along with different eye colors and hair colors and shapes of noses and faces and lips and eyes and even eyebrows. It's amazing that every single person on the planet looks different than anyone else, even identical twins like ours. Each of their features is slightly different. Daddy Peters, overcome by affection for his twins, reached down and kissed Patience and Priscilla. On their chubby cheeks. Right, I, I get it, Daddy Peters, but, but some of those looks aren't dapper. Penelope was having a hard time understanding. Yes, that's true, Pen, but some people might not look as appealing to you and me. But that's where this is very important. The Bible says in First Samuel 16 that man or people, we look on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Can you imagine that? How beautiful it is that our Creator in heaven doesn't care about our looks. It's only sinful people that make judgments based on looks, and our judgment is quite poor. We'll see someone and we'll think, wow, that person looks great or dapper because that person is beautiful. We don't even discern anything about the person's character because we're enthralled by their looks. That's short sighted, Pen. But God looks inside and judges. This is important to remember. I want you to remember that God only cares about what's inside the heart. Don't make the mistake of falling for somebody's looks alone. Remember, unattractive people can be the most beautiful in the world because they have hearts that reflect the Lord's goodness and grace. And a good winsome personality makes up for their less than beautiful looks. There are some really beautiful people who are quite ugly because they're sinful and they walk in a way that is displeasing to God. They may be so consumed with their looks that that becomes their identity and they're stuck up and snobbish and no one really wants to be around them. The point is, looks do not matter. And oh, Nellie, I want you to remember that. Don't aim to please people by your looks. Adorn yourself with strength and honor like the woman in Proverbs 31. And don't aim to find a perfect, dapper Prince Charming. Be charmed by a man who loves God with all of his heart. If you do these things, you will do well. I will, Daddy Peters. I'll try to find a dapper husband who loves God. Because it seems like Mama Peters found that. Penelope sounded genuine and earnest. Mama Peters nodded and laughed. <laughs> How right you are, Nellie. Now we've got to get this show on the road. So would you pray for us, my dapper, God-loving charmer? Mama Peters turned to Daddy Peters who obliged and prayed over the breakfast burritos and for the day at church in church that morning they began by singing like a river glorious as the congregation's voices swelled as one penelope found herself worshiping the lord as she sang her heart was singing for joy but she looked around and she didn't want to embarrass herself by singing too loud so she continued her half-hearted muttering and barely moved her mouth to the words From her peripheral vision, she could see Mama Peters, who was singing with her eyes closed. She glanced at Daddy Peters, who was doing the same. And she looked at Pearson, who was standing next to Daddy Peters on the other side, and he too was standing and singing with his eyes closed. She could understand it because as the words, Every joy or trial falleth from above, traced upon our dial, by the Son of Love, we may trust him fully, all for us to do. They who trust him wholly find him fully true. She felt a surge within her heart. Certainly, in her young life, she hadn't yet experienced many trials or very much pain. She did know that she could tell God anything she wanted and that she could cast her cares upon him and she could trust him. She could unload her burden on God and her heart felt like screaming the words in joy. But instead, she looked around Not wanting to draw attention to herself and being very conscious that if she sang too loud, someone might notice. So she sang quietly instead of singing out. After another couple of songs, the kids were dismissed to go to Sunday school. Penelope walked out, feeling worshipful, but still restrained from the time in big church. As they all began to file into the Sunday school classroom, they were chatting quietly as they walked toward their seats. Mrs. Harwood called everyone to order and began talking to them about proverbs 29:25 class the bible says that the fear of man lays a snare but whoever trusts in the lord is safe can anyone tell me what that means several hands were raised in response mrs harwood called on greggy jones to explain i don't know why it's talking about drums but but i think if you drum real loud that might that might mean you you fear the lord my brother plays the drums, and I think he fears the Lord, but but I, I really don't know because his drum playing is scary itself, so I kind of fear him. Mrs. Harwood looked completely confused by that explanation. Okay. I, I'm not sure what you mean, Greggy, but it really doesn't have anything to do with drums or your brother. But I really think it does, Mrs. Harwood. My brother says to never touch a snare because once I tried drumming it, and he threatened to drum me with a drumstick, and then I told mom, and she came and told him she was going to spank him if he did that again. But she also told me that I better not drum a snare again. And I was sad because I was really, I, I really wanted to drum it. It sounded so cool. Greggy finally stopped to take a breath. And Mrs. Harwood interjected, "Greggy, I think that's probably enough. We don't want to share things that happen at home. We don't want to be tail bears, sweetheart. But now I see what you mean. You're talking about a snare drum. I appreciate your explanation. But this verse doesn't really have anything to do with a snare drum. This verse is saying that if you fear people, that means if you care too much what people think, you will actually be ensnared or trapped. You will not do well. You'll be trying to please everyone, and that never works. You'll end up with a heart that's not pleasing to the Lord because you'll be trying so hard to please people. You'll have lost sight of pleasing God. For example, You might think you should try to be cool and skateboard because Jimmy likes to skateboard. Hey, Mrs. Harwood, I don't like to skateboard. I like to scooter. Jimmy yelled out from the back of the classroom. That was just an example. I, I chose the wrong name. I just meant generic Jimmy. Mrs. Harwood responded, only saying generic didn't do anything because hands began to shoot up. Who's generic Jimmy? asked Charlotte Madison, looking confused. Mrs. Harwood sighed. Oh, oh boy. Never mind. Let me, let me try to explain better. My point is, maybe someone you really like is a skateboarder and you want them to like you. So you say you like skateboarding too. Only you really don't like to skateboard, but you pretend to. So you go out and skateboard with that person and you break your leg because you don't even know how to skateboard. God doesn't want you to do things just to please people. Or say that flip-sequence shirts are in style for girls right now. And so you ask your mom for one, but she's told you you have all the shirts you need. But you really want one. So maybe you sin by stealing one just to be like everyone else. The thought of a multicolored flip-sequence shirt distracted Penelope. But she snapped to when Mrs. Harwood called for everyone to pay attention. Everyone listen up. The point is, we should not be seeking to please others by our looks, our behavior, or our actions. We should look to please God. He is the one who matters the most. And though we don't want to look sloppy and unkempt, and we need to try to look our best, God cares about our insides. He cares about our heart. All of a sudden, Penelope understood what Mama Peters and Daddy Peters had been trying to tell her that morning. She felt she had been hit over the head with a sledgehammer. It all made sense now. She had been trying to please others by not singing out in church that morning. Since she had left big church, she had felt bothered by the way she had been singing, and she realized that she had been working so hard to please others, and that she had been embarrassed to sing loud, and the root of her embarrassment was pride that maybe somebody might look at her, and she would feel awkward and weird. She had been pleasing herself, and not thinking about pleasing the Lord. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five, and Mrs. Harwood's words about that verse had helped Penelope understand like she had never understood it before. She raised her hand to share how her eyes had been opened to understand what was important to God. When Mrs. Harwood called on her, she clearly articulated what was on her heart. Mrs. Harwood, I think I care too much about the way I look and the way other people look sometimes. Mrs. Harwood smiled. Penelope, could you give us an example of what you mean? Penelope shared about her conversation with Daddy Peters just that morning, and then about her being embarrassed to sing loudly in church. From now on, I'm going to sing and remember that I'm singing to the Lord. I'm not singing for anyone else or to anyone else. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, unless it's a godly thought. Mrs. Harwood heartily nodded in agreement, and even appeared to wipe a tear from her eyes. Her voice was a little shaky, as she said, Oh, yes, out of the mouths of babes. Thank you for sharing, Penelope. That convicts me, too. I need to repent of my people-pleasing ways, and seek only to please the Lord in my life, too. The class ended as Mrs. Harwood closed in prayer and Penelope felt free from the burden of sin that had been quietly dominating her day. She couldn't wait to tell Daddy and Mama Peters and Pearson, too, what had happened in her heart. Her heart was filled with praise for God. And all the way home, she told of how it doesn't matter if one is charming or dapper like Prince Charming, because God looks at the inside of people, and that is what's most important. This is Grandmom's Corner. When I heard the story this week, I thought about a couple verses that I've been learning this week from Psalm 119. Now, let me tell you about Psalm 119. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. It has 176 verses. And the writer of the story and I have been working for nearly two years to memorize it. My daughter, who's the writer of these stories, has already finished memorizing the entire psalm, but I'm a slowpoke and I'm still trying to learn it. My brain is just slower these days as a grandmom. However, I am finally at the end of the chapter with about four more verses to learn after this week. It's been super challenging, but it's been great to learn and hopefully we're hiding the Word of God in our hearts. This week, I've been working on verses 171 and 172, which are just perfect for this story. I think you'll agree with me. The verses say, Let my lips utter praise, for you teach me your statutes. Let my tongue sing praise of your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. These verses have been even more real to me after the story this week. The verses and the story prompted me to think about a young boy who was singing in church last Sunday. In California, our church isn't allowed to meet inside our church building right now. So we meet in the courtyard of our church under a huge canopy. Last Sunday, a family I know who has six kids walked in and sat in the row in front of us. The dad came in first with a couple kids following and their oldest, a daughter, about Penelope's age, came in carrying their youngest, a baby boy. When she was in first grade a few years ago, I was her Sunday school teacher. The next oldest in their family, a boy who was also in my Sunday school class when he was in first grade a couple of years ago, sat down next to his mom and I was able to see him perfectly. My heart was overjoyed watching Roddy sing praises to our God. He followed the words on the screen as he sang and he wasn't embarrassed at all. I happened to turn around to the row behind us where nine of our grandkids sat, and they too were following the words on the screen, singing, and as the Bible says in Ephesians 5:19, making melody to the Lord from the heart. The worship pastor and the team who are gifted singers were leading us in praise to the Lord. Now, not everyone has a good voice, and there are some who can't carry a tune, but that doesn't matter sing with gusto anyway and praise the Lord anyway. There are people in the world who make a living with their voices. God has gifted them, but their heart is far from God. And they only care that everyone hears what a nice voice they have. And they sing for the praise of man. But remember, God sees the heart. So when you sing from the heart with praise, you're pleasing to God. So this Sunday, when you're in church, Sing with all your heart and give it everything you've got. The Lord willing, we'll be here next week with a new story. We hope you will be too. Bye for now.